The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. The Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Edge Boost. Yes, we are. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb we may not have run 600 miles today but of course is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody body armor zeeb i'm rod well, no armor at this point via Gomez. <laughs> and we are coming to you live to recap all of the wacky fun that happened on this five-day weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> or Concord, North Carolina, wherever they were when that rain was going on. Cody, buddy, uh, listen, this was the greatest uh, weekend in racing that never wanted to end, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, it's just an extended weekend, right? That's like when you have, you know, a kid has a birthday party and then there's like another, you know, you got the family party one week and the friends party the next weekend. It's like, you're just going to keep celebrating, right? It's great. Ryan Blaney, finally back in victory lane. Oh my goodness. 59 race winless streak finally snapped. Ryan Blaney's corner can officially come out of retirement. Oh, 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 here we go. Right. You're allowed to. uh... (laughs) In honor. One more one for him. I love it. Yes, we're officially, uh, much like Martin Truex, allowed to bet on him for uh, for outrights again. Couple of couple of long winless streaks being broken this year, so I think uh, I think Keselowski's is next. But uh, we'll have to see. Ah, he's Keselowski, man. That poor guy. Uh, this race was not kind to him in the least. I mean, it was great for a while, right? Those those RFK oh, cars he were looking fantastic real good for a bit. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, they were both. I mean, Busher wins stage two. It all looked really good for a bit. And then uh, that's that's why we preached all weekend. It's that extra 100 miles, extra 200 miles compared to a lot of the races makes a huge difference. And then half the field gets taken out in the last 100 miles. And that's how it goes. It's a war of attrition. And listen, I'm going to lead off with this because I got a lot of flack in the Discord channel for my Jimmy Johnson call, uh, which I fully own. Oh. I fully own. But listen, that car no, was I not was bad. I was kicking myself because I didn't play him, and I'm lo- and I'm like, dude, he's up to 25th place already. Like he was moving up through the field. He started dead last. Like it was the per. And even though he went out, he didn't cost you any points at nope. least. So nope. that's it. It wasn't as crazy as it sounds. It wasn't a bad play. Like. He looked good for a while. Maybe in retrospect, the the 600 mile part with him not knowing the car, but he's a seven time champion. He's got 83 wins. Like 
you expect him to somewhat figure it out. And that was kind of what we were hoping. I mean, Zane Smith only has three starts in the Cup Series, four starts at this point, maybe. Uh, and he raced just fine. So, <laughs> but boy, rough, rough time for Legacy. Uh, man, I think they're ready to uh, hit the fast forward button and, and slide over into that Toyota camp. Can we just, can we just start running Toyotas right now? Maybe <laughs> I'm telling you a little better. I Good. think they're waiting for it. Uh, no, really what happened was Digger, the old Fox uh, gopher guy. He was underneath the track and he was puncturing Legacy's uh, gas tanks. That's what he was doing. Well, supposedly, at least according to Legacy, <laughs> they yeah. hit the same piece of debris and tore out both their whatever rate. Whatever it was, we radiators, I don't know what happened. Debris. <laughs> Zane Smith, top 10 paid. Yes, indeed. Hey, listen, yes. and just so you guys know, uh, like I said, I called out Jimmy. Yeah, okay, I I'll take my lumps. But I also did give you Blaney, and I gave you Truex, didn't I? I gave you two guys that finished inside the top four. And if you did pay attention to my For Frequency Sake article, I did give you Zane Smith as a DFS play, and I told you that he would stand to benefit if this became a race of attrition, which, guess what? It became a race of attrition. And where did Zane Smith finish? Inside the top 10. Thank you. I wasn't completely off this week. <laughs> Bingo. There you go. Steven, I don't know if you're uh, you're the one from the Discord, but somebody's wife uh, said to, to bet, Bet Zane Smith top ten. It was like eleven to one, and uh, yeah, great hit there. So, so hey, and I also said I can't find fault in either one of those either. So uh, definitely, you know, I, I was I was off. Yes, I was off, but there were times where I was on. So uh, can't be completely off all week long. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a uh, another. Oh yeah, his wife uh, his wife picked it because she liked the paint scheme. Can't blame her for that. Uh, nope. That was a good one. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it oh man, another weekend of picking fast cars that don't win the race and it's like I, you said it like why are we even handicapping these at this point like to a degree it's like you do everything right and then the circumstances don't fall. Christopher Bell in the Cup Series race like the fastest car all day for the most part and he just kept shooting himself in the foot and then Ty Gibbs easily the best car. I mean, he's just running away from everybody. And then they have to change the steering wheel. Like, who cares if his fucking radio stuck? Like, he's leading the race. Leave him out there. What are you doing? And then we got a caution, but then he didn't get a good restart. We needed one more caution. Ugh. And then, and then Austin Hill played the strategy perfectly. If those three guys would have run out of gas at the end, Ugh, so close. But oh well. Well, and then in the truck race too. The truck race had all of its fair share of us being able to <laughs> cash a bunch. Like that race was last week. Uh, yeah, it was it last literally week. literally was. It really was last week. Yeah. I, mean, I forgot the trucks raced this weekend. They unquote. sure did race this weekend. They they kicked it all off. In fact, they were the ones that actually got their race in on time, right? They were the only ones yeah, that actually no. raced when they were supposed to. So, <laughs> yeah. Issues. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and unfortunately, we picked a lot of, of fast trucks, and they did not end up winning uh, the race either. Uh, obviously, that belonged to Ben oh, Rhodes, who nobody... <laughs> Same we thing, did. Corey Heim, yep. fast in that race. Yep. It's like, and Willow here, yep, feel the same way, heavy on Gibbs. I was too. Then Kyle Busch pulls out, and it's like, okay, there you go. It's even better. And then he's just out front the whole day. And then you get to the point where, yeah, just dumb shit, like having to change the steering wheel. And it's like, fuck, man, that's that's the stuff that costs you. And he, he fought his way back up to the field. Have there been more cautions at the end? I think you've been able to have something for him, but uh, 
Just how it goes. I well, yeah, we'll talk more about that here in a second. We got to step away for the first break of the night and tell you about Edge Boost. Have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? If not, you are totally missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now. Pay later Visa card, similar to buy now, pay later programs. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, zero percent interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use two times the fund on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500 that you can add to your bankroll. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. I'll tell you right now, my boost double down or my Edge Boost double down play of the day did not pan out. Next week's, it will. Hang tight with it. So, again, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So, I feel like going over our bets might not even be worthwhile only because it just feels like it wasn't even that we hit some and that we didn't hit some. I just feel like this weekend there was so much out of our control that we can, even going through our, our thought process like we normally do almost doesn't seem like it. So let's just commiserate over some of the stuff and talk about some of the good racing that we saw. And we'll start with that truck race because that truck race actually did have some pretty solid racing. Like you said, Corey Heim, one of the fastest trucks. Uh, we did see Carson Hosevar around the front. Uh, Grant Enfinger, who we called out earlier. Taylor <laughs> Gray. In Remember that spots? whole conversation we had last week about how Ben Rhodes just can't seem to catch a break and they <laughs> just uh, forget it. Go back and delete that off the off the record because good lord, I, I went on a five minute rant about how nothing's working for Ben Rhodes. He switches screw chiefs. They can't figure anything out. And then he comes out, spanks everybody. And it's like, geez, man. But uh, yeah, I, again, it was it was a very good race. Man, these these mile and a half tracks have been delivering. uh I mentioned it in the discord, but it, it's like, this is how it was late nineties, early two thousands. Right? I was like, Oh, we got to get more of these mile and a half. And like they start building all these tracks, you get Kansas and Chicago, Atlanta, Kentucky, and all these places pop up. And then it's like, Oh, now then they all started going away. And now it's like, that's where we're getting our best racing. But, uh, it was all, all three races. I think were were very exciting. Obviously the rain threw a literal damper on the weekend. It, it was just kind of, it did work out better for me actually to be able to watch the two races today. So I kind of, it, at least for me, it worked out. It was nice, but uh, yeah, it just, it makes it tough. And then the Xfinity series race, like you start some of it and then you, you do the other race and then you finish it. And the cup series race, at least that went a little better. I mean, we had the delays and stuff, but the whole thing was just kind of, yeah. And then it makes it hard too, because, like they talked about, right? These guys didn't get any time on the track, so we didn't even get to see a practice or qualifying. And then they're they're set up to start in the day and run into the night, but then it starts earlier. But then it's rain delayed, and then and so everything just kind of makes it harder to as far as the handicapping process. I still, I mean, we still hit some decent bets too. It's not like we had complete losses on the weekend or anything like that, but again we had the fastest cars we picked in all three races in my opinion and none of them came through well okay so fine let's go over a couple of them uh to start with you had a pretty good one in the truck race uh where you started yours 
uh, Heim over Majeski, right? So yep. you hit that one. Yep, that's again, just can't trust Majeski. That's where I'm at at this point, and, and that worked out. And Heim has been fucking fast. And so, yeah, and, and Heim top five, plus 105. So started off the weekend good with the hitting those two um, fairly easily. I mean, Heim, again, one of the fastest trucks all night long. Hey, and Majeski was too. He started second. He finished seventh. It wasn't as if it was bad. And we said too, it could be to where, you know, Majeski, because I had Majeski as a top three truck, which he started out that way uh, and, and kind of hung around in that area, finally made his way back up to seventh uh, after some, some hassles. But I mean, I felt like that should have cashed, but unfortunately it didn't. Uh, yeah. And I had Hosevar over Ekis. That actually did hit Hosevar. Again, we talked about how fast of a truck that kid has, and he's starting to look really, really strong. So look out for him coming forward. He did finish fourth. He's, he's got these intermediates figured out, too. It's been, he's been real fast on them. I mean, you go back, obviously, look, he won at Texas. Um, he was good at Kansas for a bit there, and then this week, too. So definitely, and he was good in the Xfinity Series race tonight as well. So that's, uh, yeah, he looked good. Steven says, the problem is, if you're not first, you're last. That is right. That is that is accurate. Well, yes. Hell, what does uh, that even mean? No, there's fourth, there's fifth? No. Was- yeah, at least in betting, <laughs> that's not always true because there's all these other things, right? <laughs> uh, we both had freezing over roads. Obviously, we touched on roads just popping up out of nowhere. Uh, Roger Carruth, top five uh, I had. That was Man, heartbreaking. again, very fast throughout the night, and that's exactly what I said would happen. I mean, fourth in stage one. Um, he was out of the top 10 in stage two, but ends up with 11th place finish, which is fine. He starts fourth place. So again, I'm going to keep an eye on that. If that number stays down, he's shown the speed. I talked about the inconsistency with getting the solid finish, but an 11th place, he's, he's got, I think, a sixth place a couple weeks ago at Darlington, getting a little closer. And he was he was fast. He was up there. He was running in that that area that he doesn't necessarily run in all that often. And sure enough, uh, got kind of caught up in it. And and it wasn't even his fault. That's the sad part. It wasn't anything he really did. Just got caught up in it. Um, speaking yeah. of getting caught up in it, Taylor Gray, top five truck. That was a great call by you as well. Damn it, he was uh, he too. Had, he had the opportunity to possibly win this race, which I gave him out 40 to one. He was in the mix. It, there was ch- times in this race where it looked like he might actually get it done. Hey, and he finished 10th too, which was, I mean, by all rights and accounts, Taylor Gray, I'm going to keep an eye on him just like you're going to keep an eye on uh, on the, uh, was it, uh, Heim? Caruth. Oh, Caruth, Caruth, Heim. yeah. Well, yeah, all, both all of them. them, I guess. <laughs> all of them. So, But yeah, and then, yeah, I'd given out Heim to win. I still feel like that's a good bet, 6-1. to one. He was arguably the fastest truck on the night. Friesen, 20-1. to one. I felt like the value was there. He had points where he looked good, right? Um, And then he didn't look so good. I mean, he was top 8th in stage 1, 5th in stage 2. He was up there, but uh, ended up, he got caught. I guess he was still running at the end, but he I think he got spun out or something at one point. And yeah, so he got touched up. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. he was a casualty of war as well. And then, of course, you gave out Taylor Gray, like you said, at 40 to one, yep. which would have hit. If it would have hit, we'd have been eating more than steak. That would have been beautiful. That would have been real nice. And then uh, I gave out Grant Enfinger to win that race. And of course, like I said, Enfinger finished fifth. He was never he was never going to win that race. He was always going to be a top five truck, unfortunately. Um, but that was mainly because you know he started eleventh and he didn't really find his way up to the front uh, until um, toward the end. There, he was nowhere in the top ten in either of the stages. 
uh, at the end of the stages, but you know, again, managed his way to a tenth place finish. So, uh, I just, I like I said, this race was was a great race overall. I mean, there's only five cautions for 32 laps, not bad, uh, and there was 12 lead changes. So it was a again a highly contested race. You had. Ben Rose leading laps. You had Corey Heim leading laps. You had Carson Hosevar leading laps. You even had Chase Purdy leading a couple um, after some cautions. But yeah, I mean, those those three were the major three, though. Uh, Heim, Kosovar, and, and Hosevar, and Rhodes. But yeah, it was a pretty good race. It was a pretty good race. Tanner Gray, though, picking up some lap sled uh, on this yeah, race right. as well. He started up on the pole, which was kind of surprising. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, yeah, spent, spent a little time up front there. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's step away for a second break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the uh, other two races on the weekend as far as the uh, Cup and, of course, the Xfinity. But let's tell you that we are brought to you by the SGPN app, home to all of our free picks and podcasts just like this one. You get it all in one convenient app. Plus, you get exclusive free roll contest links. Get in right now by downloading the SGPN app for free in the App Store or the Google Play Store. All right, so uh, pick your poison, Cody. Let, let's talk about the cup race because that was the one that happened. Let's go in the order of how it happened. So, Is it the order? Is it the order oh, of how they happened or how no, they no. started, how they finished? Hold on, because then, okay, so let's go <laughs> to the Xfinity part. The Xfinity bets <laughs> and then go over to the cup series. Nobody uh, knows what's even going on. Switch off. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so the cup race. And the cup race, man, To tell, I got to tell you, when you start and then stop again, you're just thinking to yourself, oh, Lord, here we go again. It's... It's redonkulous, but we did get all 600 miles in, thank God, uh, and we did actually hit a few bets in this, and some of them should have hit but didn't. Yeah, I'm glad we did get the full 600. I was concerned it would turn into the 300, um, especially with having to get the Xfinity race after. If there ended up being a, a couple-hour break, maybe they just call it and then start the Xfinity race when they could. It, it did work out pretty well. I think they only had to stop it once after they finally got it started, I think, right? So. Yeah. Just the the one red flag, so that wasn't wasn't too bad. Obviously, we we're delayed a day, but glad we got the full six hundred in. Um, yeah, so to start, I, I had Harvick top ten minus one twenty. This was, I mean, perfect, right? It was cashing most of the day. Well, he starts what second place, and it just dropped like a rock, like thirtieth in a couple of laps. It was crazy, uh, but they got it figured out quickly. He got back up there, had a strong run. He was easily cruising to a top ten. Gets tagged by Reddick, spins through the infield, and that pretty much ruined his day at that point. Although he ended up, he ended up what? 11th? He finished 11. So, yeah, he came all the way back. Um, and, you know, had we had another a late caution or something, he might have got there. Had him for a top five at plus 220. I mean, there was points where he looked like he could have won the race. But again, 600 miles, you got to get there at the end. Then I had Harvick top Ford, Bell top Toyota, 10 to 1. Uh, both of those looked really good. So, I mean, Bell, I think, was one of the fat was probably the fastest car in the race. Um, in my opinion, he just kept running through the field, kept shooting himself in the foot. I think he tagged the wall at one point that kind of killed his car. But uh, and then obviously, Harvick, I think, had a chance for that top Ford. Ford's had an interesting day. They looked bad early. Right. Um, and then it's kind of ended up how you expect it to. Logano's kind of just uh, whatever. And, and then Blaney's up front. Like, I mean. Blaney consistently has been getting the good finishes. It's the wins that have been avoiding him. Um, Harvick usually figures it out, of course. The RFK car started looking strong after a while. 
and then the other three SHR cars just just out to lunch like like they normally are on on big tracks. But uh, Chase Briscoe looked absolutely horrible. Glad I didn't fade him this week, although I felt like I should have at the start of the race. But the reason I didn't was because of you have to last, and if he could last the race, maybe it'd be a decent finish. Ends up running within three spots of JJ Yaley. Just happens to be a good finish because there's a uh, attrition. So. Uh, Stephen wanted to remind us that Zane Smith passed Kevin Harvick he for did. 10th. So uh, that yeah. was absolutely Which, correct. <laughs> props to, uh, yeah. Which for Stephen was nice because he was definitely watching that battle, right? Holding that, yeah. uh, holding that 11 to 1 ticket on, on Zane Smith. So can't blame him. Uh, all right. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is the top 10 next. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we already talked about that. Yeah, we already one. talked about that. I am, I'm not uh, even going over that one again. Yeah, my next one was a heartbreaker. I had Kyle Bush, top five, uh, plus 140. He ends up going all mater on us, driving backwards for a while. I don't even know what, what that was about, but it was great. Um, had his chances there. Uh, him and, and Stenhouse got uh, real real touchy there at the end, and I think that cost Bush his chance at the top five. Ends up finishing seventh, but definitely had a fast car throughout the race. So uh, unfortunate that didn't work, but uh, was close. It was close. Uh, my next one was all over God's green earth. It was cashing. It was not. It was cashing. Whew, thank God at the end of the day, it ended up cashing. I had Bread K over Ross Chastain. Again, this was one was this cashing. Was really that close throughout the day? I, no, I mean, well, at one point. Chastain, did Chastain race? Did he know there was a race today? No, but Brad Keselowski <laughs> ended up getting in the wrong end of right. a, a mix-up, uh, which could have ruined correct. his day. Yes. So, and, and But for Brad, lucky this was a 600-lap race, or 600-mile race, rather, because he did find his way into into the, the backup, I guess, into the top 20. He finished 19th. Ross Chastain finishes 22nd I, I don't know that chastain got better than 20th all night like i don't even remember seeing chastain throughout there which i guess you know take the plow off the front and maybe that's where he's running i, I don't know i it was very interesting for as as uh fast as he's been lately well JDK. and <laughs> jdk says Stale Stale bread Keselowski. Keselowski. i don't think jdk is gonna be betting on keselowski for a bit he's had some no. some comments in the discord about his displeasure yeah it was not yeah um no but for chastain look he was he was ninth at the end of stage two and he actually did manage to to kind of run his way to the front this is what i'm saying like around stage two he started to get close enough to brad to make me kind of get a little bit antsy but luckily like i said and and, and, and look what i said before too about ross chastain you saw it happen you saw him let, let up when Kyle Larson got close to him. You saw him not push as hard as he would normally. Like, he's been reined in a little bit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you right now, uh, JDK dead to him. <laughs> JDK dead to him. And then Steven, too, brought up uh, Bell Dangnier got up, up, up past Chastain. Again, yeah, for the hundredth time. I did. That was one of my farther on down the road bets. I had Bell over Chastain, minus 105. Again, from a speed standpoint, from a, a race standpoint throughout most of the day this was easily the right call and just didn't quite work out uh unfortunately i did have chris busher top 10 plus 240 uh comes out win stage two looking real fast looking real good ends up with a nice solid eighth place run so did cash that one plus 240 a couple of plus money bets here your your plus 210 this plus 240 here those definitely help take the uh the sting off of not getting the outright or take the sting off of not getting the Kevin Harvick over Bubba Wallace one, where Kevin Harvick, if you'd have just not gotten in trouble, 
then he could have stayed ahead of Bubba Wallace. I really honestly believe that he probably could have stayed toward yeah. the front, but Bubba managed to finish in fourth. Bubba had a hell yeah, of a run Bubba. after getting an yeah. altercation Bubba, with the Eric Amarola. Especially on these, these intermediates, Bubba, Bubba shows up with a lot of speed, and he continues to get good, solid finishes. So shout out to Bubba on that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, you're getting plus money on Harvick. We saw his speed throughout the day. If he doesn't get tagged by Reddick there, I mean, he was running, what, sixth or seventh, I think, at that point. Um, obviously, that that cost him a lot. He fought his way back up there, but but not enough to to get over Bubba. I had Harvick over Byron, plus 205. Uh, I still think this was a good bet because, like, imagine if that would have been Harvick over Larson. Larson and Byron are considered very close uh, as far as the books go, and Larson ends up wrecked. Long race, right? That could have easily gone the other way and been Byron in that situation. Now Byron ends up finishing second, and of course uh, Harvick's eleventh. But again, at plus two hundred five, well, when you're hitting things like like the Brad K over Ross Chastain, I think almost any time you get these lopsided matchups, if it's two to one or more, you almost just have to take them because there's so many things that can happen. Uh, and if it goes how it's supposed to go, and Byron beats Harvick, that's how it was supposed to go, right? But for the things that, if that would have been against Larson, if that would have been against Elliott, that would have been against Hamlin, you cash all those because those guys didn't make it to the end. Yeah, and again, it's just so frustrating because, you know, this race was long enough to have a lot of stuff get covered up and yet not, not, not long enough for it to kind of cash the things that we needed it to cash. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk really first about what Willow's talking about. What's up with Larson? Lost it. Yeah, well, I was going to see Larson... Uh, what did Bob Bob tweeted something about what Larson said after I was trying to find the tweet. I mean, uh, look, you got to figure these guys were pushing it so hard in such a hard circumstances. I mean, you know, it, it hard to keep your mental focus. And for Larson too, it was, you know, he was, he was beaten banging around with a lot of guys back in the back too. So, I mean, just cause Chastain let him go, didn't mean everybody else was, was playing nice with him. So he just probably had a mental, Mental lockup, right? Because that's what it looked like. It just looked like the car let go from underneath him. Yeah, I, I can't find the tweet, but I think that Bob, or maybe it was Jordan Bianchi, had tweeted out that Larson just said, uh, I just, sorry guys, I just lost it. So I, I don't know what happened, but he just lost it. Yeah, it looked like it too. So. It looked like when you're, when you're driving and you've been driving for a long time and you just have that mental lapse and you, you know, you oh, feel the wheel kind of go out from underneath you and, you know, part of this long race too. The, you got to watch out for those mistakes, mm -hmm. and that's that's part of what goes into this. And again, another week where Larson's the heavy favorite. He comes out last week and just you know an old fashioned ass whooping. But even today, there were points right. He's come up through the field, and you're like, oh, here comes that five car. But really, they they never got where he was up front that much. Um, and then obviously he ends up wrecking. So it, it's just I I don't. It's going to be hard to to bet on him too much as the favorite. You have to pick and choose your spots because more often than not, he's the favorite almost every week. He's not hitting it most of the time. It just goes to show you, though, that anything can happen on these tracks and and normally will, especially in this long race. And we said it before. I mean, we we'd said exactly that. I don't even think it would have mattered if there was rain, snow, sleet, sun, you know, something like that you can't, you can't guard against. You're going to have those mental lapses, and when they happen... They happen. Uh, all right, my next one was Haley as the winner of Group F on Superbook. Uh, Cindric, Priest, 
and AJ Allmendinger are in this group. Cindric took care of himself. Okay. Three. That was three fine. guys in a group of four end up within their one, two, three right next. Well, to this each is other. what Crazy. we're talking about with head-to-heads <laughs> and matchups, right? So Ryan Priest, thirteenth. AJ Allmendinger, fourteenth. Justin Haley. 15th but Haley was in front of all of these guys for the better part of this race it just all of a sudden people started to, to wreck out and then here comes Priest. right Priest starts to get up in the mix Priest is in the top 15 Priest is in the top 10 what and then of course you know it, he remembered who he was and fell back again but uh for AJ Allmendinger AJ Allmendinger got in an accident still managed to find his way up uh, over Haley, but Haley fought back at the end uh, to get around some of these other guys uh, to to finish in 16th, but or 15th rather. Um, but I tell you right now, I'm frustrated with that because Haley was running really well for the most part, and I think he just never got a chance. He got backed up into as well. He was part of that uh, incident in I wish I can't remember where in the race now because one, such, which which incident yeah one of those few. incidents yeah somebody backed up into him and sort of uh, kind of slowed him up and and that was kind of the end of of his run leading this group but I still think if if he wouldn't have gotten backed up into and look this is how close this group was because they were all right within each other and Cindric too Cindric was in a, a position of Haley like or one or two uh, the whole day so this was a close group. They're uh, they're good at they're good at their groupings. This next one, you played you played your next bet perfectly, Rod. I sure did. Yeah, winning number under eleven and a half. Uh, that didn't happen. But the ten to nineteen missed it by half a point. Again, I did they, too. They set the line just right. God damn hook. <laughs> uh, but I got the ten to nineteen, and that was the one that paid out the most. Right, plus three hundred was the ten to nineteen band. If you got that one, you were happier than missing that eleven and a half. So, uh, yep, twelve falls in between 10 and 19 and listen man i'm telling you right now martin truex jr had a chance to win denny hamlin had a chance to win and and uh well who else were we talking about within that 10 range uh yeah uh, i mean elliot had a fast car at points yeah uh that you know that he looked pretty good busher was up in the um, top 10 there at 11 yeah. so yeah i mean listen that 10 to 19 range had some pretty good cars yeah absolutely uh, winners for me, I gave out Christopher Bell, 12 to 1. Again, I think it was a good bet. He was fast. He looked really good. Just kept hurting himself. And it was I got concerned because he was so fast early. And I was like, wait, I was hoping he would start slow and then work his way into being fast, right? Because that's how he's how he'd been lately. But uh obviously that didn't work out. Kyle Bush, 12 to 1, had his his chances throughout the day. Uh, and then Keslowski 40 to 1. Again, guy looked like he had a chance. His teammate wins uh wins stage two. Um, but Blaney ends up winning this, and I there's nothing that makes me look back and say, yeah, you should have bet on him. But I think it was uh, Chase Holden from the Garage Guys that tweeted out like he was 25 to one early this week. So that's what makes betting on NASCAR so great is a lot of different people can win any given week. Blaney comes out and he runs up front all day long, cashes that ticket for some people. It's great, and that's why we throw out like just throwing out Brad Keselowski 40 to one. We didn't do it for no reason. Taylor Gray, 40 to 1, didn't do it for no reason. Both those guys ended up having good runs and showed speed. They didn't hit, but there's going to be times where that's going to hit. It's a, whether it's a 25 to 1 with Blaney, 40 to 1 with Chastain last year, 200 to 1 with Corey LaJoy that almost hits. The, the long shots, we don't, again, we don't throw them out just for shits and giggles. They've got a chance. Uh, unfortunately, these didn't hit, but 
going back, I wouldn't change any of these bets because all of these guys showed the opportunity with fast cars throughout the day and had chances to win this race. So, um, again, another week of just not quite getting the outrights, which is getting frustrating. But I think we're there on the analysis, and I think that that as far as like the handicapping aspect and going back and looking at what these guys have done, everything is correct. It's just not falling into place perfectly at the end. We're going to get there, and uh, I'm not too worried about that. I am not worried at all because I had Hamlin and Truex. Hamlin, of course, led some two laps. Two of the fastest cars. Two of the fastest cars. Truex, was, he was a baller in this yes. race for the most part, but unfortunately just couldn't get it done. Still finished third, though, from 18th to 3rd. If you listen to him in DFS, I told you he was going to do exactly this in DFS, and I thought he was going to win the race, um, unfortunately. And he didn't even lead any laps, but he was still one of the fastest cars. He de- really didn't lead any laps? Really led no laps. Can you believe that? Wow, that's actually so. I would not have. I thought he did lead laps. I mean, he was so fast throughout the day, I thought he did. But we called it. We called all three of these Gibbs cars. And shout out to Ty Gibbs. He ends up with a great day, too. Um, did he end up? Where did he finish? He ended up getting. Oh, yeah, he got wrecked. Ty Gibbs, again. 26th. So yeah. He, yeah, 26th. But all day long, running really, really good. Um, so shout out to him for that. Uh, we'll talk about it more on the Xfinity Series side of things. So I got to get your take on this Elliot Hamlin thing, Rod. I mean, that's that's going to be the big topic this week. Mm. What are your thoughts on that incident? What are your thoughts on if and what the punishment should be if there is one? Where, where do you stand? I love his stock answer, though, uh, Elliot's. Well, you know, yes. when, when the car won't drive, the car won't drive. I'm just, you know, the steering but wheel. But he has to it? say that, right? Of course I mean, he has to. Of course see, he has like, to. That's, yeah. Somebody probably said to him while he was inside the infield care center, this will be your response. Deny, deny, <laughs> deny. card behind him. Deny, say deny, this. deny. <laughs> um, look, these guys are too good of drivers. They even, even in a shitty driving car, there's no way that that big of a movement is is there so there there was even if it was not even if it was not already thought of gut reaction for a driver like that is all right fine uh, you know now did he think that it was gonna spill him out that that much no because you guys are going 180 miles an hour you know it's like your split well, second decisions split secondness of it yeah so it's it's honestly you could argue either way i guess telemetry is going to tell exactly what it is but by the eye test dude come on there was a little retaliation there's a little frustration so, in that do you think i mean go back to bubble wallace last year uh, he's got it right? he's got to get he's got to get suspended for is nascar going to suspend chase elliott for a race you have to no they're not there's no way you that have I to. It does, whether or not he's guilty whether or not he did it on purpose there is zero chance in my mind that they suspend the most popular driver who already missed a bunch of races, that the ratings went down, the ratings came back up when he came back. They had a whole advertising campaign about his back. There is no way they suspend him. But let me now, ask you. I will say. Okay, go ahead. So I, I, I am a Chase Elliott fan. I've been a lifelong Bill Elliott fan. So I am biased in that way. I can see both sides. So I don't think his was as egregious as Bubba Wallace's. Bubba Wallace drove like three or four lanes down to just, completely hook uh, Larson at at Texas last year. So I I don't think, and I think that's how NASCAR is going to get away with this because I think that they're going to say that it was close enough in the heat of, of that, like we said, split second 
that it it's not the, as egregious. Now, whether that's right or whether that's wrong, I, I don't know. And I I am such a fan that it's hard for me to try and step back and look at it. I can see both arguments. Denny Hamlin obviously you know, posted the SMT data. I don't exactly know how to read that, but from what everybody that seems to know what they're talking about says, it looks like he turned. We have seen guys bounce off the wall and just keep driving fine. And we have seen guys that bounce off the wall and can't steer at all because toe links are broken and, and stuff. And so does he, you know, does he hit the wall and as he comes back and then it just kind of goes away from him and it, you know, as he goes, his he turns left. Maybe I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, but I don't see again, whether or not he should, maybe he should get a one race suspension because that's if, if it was on purpose, that's very dangerous and we can't have that. But I think, I can't see a way that NASCAR suspends Chase Elliott, their most popular driver, who's already missed these races for a race. I don't see them doing it, and maybe they will. And if they do, then that really is going to send a message to the garage. But I think that they're going to fine him probably because <sighs> you probably have to do something. So they, it's probably a fine. Maybe they do some points. But I can't see them giving him a suspension. I think that their argument is going to be it wasn't as egregious as the the Bubba thing, but maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I my only my only thing is that are they ready to deal with the consequences of not? That's my only thing. Is is NASCAR ready to deal with the ramifications of not taking the same type? They really have to make a strong case because public it, court already says to them. That you know what you're doing. These guys have seen... Denny has a a big... And look, I don't think Denny cares about getting fined or suspended anymore about his podcast. So if they don't do anything, they're going to have... But they've been so inconsistent on other penalties too. I mean, Denny Hamlin goes on the podcast and says he did it on purpose. And then Michael McDowell says on the radio, hey, fix this up so I can go wreck him basically. Yeah. And then nothing. They didn't... NASCAR never even addressed it. No fine. So they've and over the years they've always that's one thing NASCAR's been very inconsistent on on their quote unquote judgment calls, which there's a lot of judgment calls in in any sport. I mean that's <laughs> yeah. what penalties are, right? What what's a catch in the NFL? Nobody the NFL doesn't even know what a catch is, right? So what's intentionally wrecking someone? What's admitting you're going to wreck someone? Which part of it's in the heat of the moment? Which part of it's not? I mean, I think there's enough loopholes in there that. If it's maybe if it's any other driver, they might do it. But I, I man, I, I don't see them suspend, especially after he missed races this season and the number dipped when they did. Now, whether that I'm still not fully sold on that was just Elliot not being in the race. I think it's timing and, and you know what channels it was on and other things, maybe. But there was a dip, it happened to come back the, the week he came back. I, I don't, man, that's. As a fan, I hate it when people say, oh, he's the golden boy, but he is. He's the most popular driver, and I don't see him suspending him. Again, whether whether it's deserved or not, I don't fully know, but I, I do, if, if it was as egregious as the Wallace thing to Larson last year, then I would say they need to suspend him, but I don't, I don't think it was that egregious because it was such a short space, and it, it could at least make the argument that he bounced off the wall and into him maybe the toe link was broken i don't know but it'll be interesting to see how that goes because that's going to be 
an interesting story if if that's the case. I've got my popcorn ready for <laughs> sure. So um, we'll be uh, refreshing Bob's Twitter all week as we right? wait for that that uh, penalty report on Wednesday. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's quickly go over these Xfinity bets. Obviously, the race literally just ending as we're on this, so uh, we can go over our bets real quick on what we did. Uh, obviously, just can't can't even handicap this one the way we thought. It started. It stopped. It didn't just. Yeah, this one was crazy from the start. Well, half our bets are voided because yeah, <laughs> because exactly. Guys didn't even race. Yeah, like, but I did think it was really awesome. Comes down to field mileage at the end of the race. Um, did you, I don't know. Did you even catch the end? I, I did not were, get to catch the end. Yeah. I will be completely honest with you. So. so comes down to fuel mileage at the end, which was really, really fun. Um, so uh, let's see. End of stage two. Ty Gibbs wins. He's killing everybody. Comes They come down a pit and then he comes back down. They had to change the steering wheel because his microphone button was stuck on the steering wheel. So they couldn't talk to him. Um, and so they come down, change it, sends him to the back. Um, and then it's going green. And then we get a caution like right at the very, very little bit too far into the fuel window. Uh, that's when Sam Mayer spins, smashes the wall. And then everybody comes down, pits, and they're going. And then it just turns into a game of we got to save, we got to save. And then Justin Allgaier's running, and then he kind of backs up, and, and Nemechek goes around, and they're like, okay, you're good, go get him. And then he goes back and gets him. And then it's like, oh, we got to save. We're two laps short. And then we get to about 15 laps to go. Austin Hill's running in third. He pits. So he just changed, like he throws the wrench in, right? So then a bunch, everybody else pits except for the top three, which is uh, Allgaier, Nemechek, and Hill. And I mean, they're telling Austin Hill that, that Allgaier's four laps short. He's not going to make it. Everybody's just waiting and waiting and waiting for him to run out. Nobody runs out, uh, but everybody backs off. Like, you could see lap times. They were running two seconds, three seconds slower a lap. It was crazy how much fuel they were conserving. Nemechek really slowed down because he went from right there with Allgaier to like nine seconds behind him, just really trying to save enough, hoping Allgaier runs out. Custer did the same thing. Hill unlaps himself. He's coming in fourth. Like He's not going to catch him, but if they run out, he's going to be there to take the win, which I was rooting for, but uh, does not happen. So, yeah, it was exciting. That's kind of old school. We don't get a ton of fuel mileage races anymore uh, in the, the modern day and age. But, again, started the race early on Sunday or Monday, rather. Um, and then we ended after this race, uh, the Coke 600. But it was a good race, a fun race. Um, breeze over the bets. I know you gotta you got to go here shortly. But uh, I had John Hernema check over Kyle Busch. That one gets avoided, of course. Kyle Busch decides not to race after they move the race to Monday. Which shout out to uh, Justin Haley jumps in that car and Ty Gibbs. They both ran 900 miles. Well, Gibbs didn't technically finish the 600, but no. pretty close to 900 miles on the day. Um, I had Austin Hill over Sammy Smith plus 110. Austin Hill comes in clutch again. He he beats him. Uh, I had Austin Hill to win Group C plus 240 over Sam Mayer, Chandler Smith, and Sammy Smith. That was a a fairly easy hit there at plus 240. Josh Berry, top five, plus 140. Where did Berry end up finishing? Barry ended up in 15th. He ended up 15th. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what happened to Barry at the end, to be honest. That might have just been, I don't know. I had the winning car number odd, plus 130. Uh, that hits that because hits. it was Justin Allgaier. So fairly decent day on those. I had Gibbs, plus 275. 
I would load it up on that one. It was a good bet, especially Kyle Bush drops out of the race. Gibbs looked like the class of the field. He still fought his way back, but uh, of course, not enough. I had Mayer at plus a twenty to one. He looked pretty decent. Hill twenty five to one. I was praying for everybody to run out of gas at the end there. Um, Sammy Smith twenty to one as well. He ends up with a decent day. Um, ends up in tenth. So again, I was just just looking at the speed, but uh, pretty pretty decent card for me at least. Uh, plus two forty, plus one thirty, a plus one ten. Uh, the John Hunter Nemechek thing would have cashed over Kyle Bush. I don't think Bush would have beat Nemechek in second place, uh, most likely. But of course, that one uh, is voided. Yes, sir. Uh, I had Gibbs over Bush. Of course, that one was voided as well. Uh, I had Sheldon Creed over Brandon Jones, and that did not hit. Brandon Jones finished ninth. Sheldon Creed did not. <laughs> Let's tell you what. I'm scrolling down to even look for that two car. Um, yeah, he ended up getting. He he was again running decent. And then he ended up getting a bunch of damage in a pit road incident. Uh, and then I think he spun out after that. And yeah, things did not. He was technically running at the end, but that car was rather beat up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had uh, Josh Berry over Cole Custer at plus 105. Look, Berry started from the back. It was going to be tough for him to do it anyways. So, you know, I'm sure he made a valiant charge. But Cole Custer was actually one of the top running cars to begin that race. Uh, and he stayed that way, finishing third. Again, Josh Berry just couldn't get it done. I had Allgaier as a top five car. Well, last time I checked, number one is inside the top five. So uh, he won that race, winning that one. Had the winning car under 15 and a half. Once again, seven is lower than 15 and a half. So that was a cash as well. And then, of course, Josh Berry at plus 900. But that was because I had thrown out another long shot because we both thought Gibbs was going to walk away with this one, uh, which he almost did. So, um, yeah, man, that wraps up a crazy week of racing. Andrew, we see your question, buddy. Early look to Gateway. Get in the Discord. We're running out of time. I got a hard out tonight uh, because yeah. I, I'm. Most I will say uh, it's a tough track. It's it's uh it's 1.25 miles, so not like any other size track. In between intermediate, in between short track, it's kind of shaped like Darlington. I, I honestly, I'm not exactly sure what tracks I'm gonna take from yet on this one so but keep an eye on the, the discord, discord andrew yep we'll yep. tell you all about it there so um yeah that wraps up that week of racing man i it's i can't believe that here on a monday night we're still talking about stuff that happened today yeah. on the track yeah i mean it's just ended within the last hour here the it finally all got over so great weekend of racing though a lot of good stuff a lot of miles watched um love it absolutely uh yes andrew we will put the discord link in the uh in the chat when you get there and uh, for those of you out there it's sgpn sg.pn slash discord if you're listening and can't see the chat sg.pn slash discord will get you to our discord and then you can find the nascar channel in that as well tonight though we will bid you adieu because it's already been a long weekend, and we're going to put this one to bed. The longest race of the year requires the longest weekend of the year to wrap it up. But uh, we're going to keep you posted, though. We don't know when odds are going to get posted. I'm telling you right yeah, now. Yeah, it might be uh, <laughs> what schedule TBD this week, depending on when odds start showing up and everything. And Rod's got some, some Army commitments as well. So we'll have shows out to you like we always do. Might be out of order. Might be on different days, but uh, they'll be there. Yeah, if you're subscribed already, then you know. 
uh, and you're already up to date and you can just know when they pop into your feed and you can listen to them then. If not, do that because if you subscribe, then we don't got to tell you when they come out. They'll just be in your feed when you wake up in the morning and you'll be happy for it. So, um, all right, man. Happy. Let's go. Uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the long weekend. Uh, Ryan we hope Blaney. you enjoyed it. Yes, he did. Ryan Blaney. Blaney's corner is back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right, Cody. Let's send everybody off on their way. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me on Twitter at husker underscore zeb. Find all my work over there. And then again, yeah, subscribe on all the platforms. Uh, that way you get notifications when when shows come out this week. Indeed, uh, Andrew. I know you think odds are out tomorrow afternoon evening. Mm, it, it might I mean, be we'll tough. probably get winning odds, yeah. but whether we'll have enough to be able to put together a show with, you know, top fives and top tens and head to heads. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Hopefully they're working on it. Hopefully, the, I mean, hopefully the books, there's no reason they couldn't have started to study up and, and have things in place to go. But some a lot of times they drop the ball on that kind of stuff. So and a lot of we'll times see. they're just like the rest of us. They have <laughs> a little 10 too days hard. To get the truck stuff out. So yeah, they I'll, could have that out already, and there's nothing. So who knows? A little too hard on the uh, Memorial Day celebrations and barbecues, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully, Andrew, you're right, and they have them out, and we can get them to you then. If not, keep an eye on the feed, and follow me on Twitter too if you want to know at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, my week off of the back road, but still check out Seth and Elliot as they hold it down for the weekend coming up. And then, of course, uh, my article on the four frequencies sake. If you know that, you would have followed me on that and had Zane Smith in your DFS lineup uh, and Martin Trucks Jr. as well. We'll be back again. Keep an eye out for our next episode. Hopefully it is tomorrow night with some truck or with some... uh, Whatever we can do. Whatever odds we can do. F1 gambling as well. We'll talk about last week, uh, Monaco. And maybe yeah, wrap up some Indy Spanish, Spanish GP this week, too. Outstanding. All right. We'll see you guys. We love you guys. And uh, until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.